Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Was It Good? We're talking lovebirds, uncut gems, war movies, and a whole bunch of news that only 32% of you will care about. I'm your host, Ravi, and I'm joined by the usual suspects, Christian and Arjuna. Guys, it's Memorial Day. We're off. We're about to grill. But more importantly, we're going to be giving away this iHome Millennium Falcon right here on this episode. Without further ado, rate my bicep on a scale of 1 to 10. Yeah, you're looking about a 4 today. Really? That's a, that's a 0. You haven't done really? any pull-ups yet. I haven't done anything like that. No, it looks oh, pretty good. Geez. It looks pretty good. I, that was a great. That was good. I didn't expect that last part, so props yeah, to I you. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted something very random. So Yeah, you. Yeah. G- good for you. He, like, he likes it because he gets to show up as... Oh, yeah. Best. No, that's, that's the thing. He's, he's in love with it. Wait, wait till he sees what I do next week. I'm gonna not, be like, I'm check not, out my butt. I'm not super in love with my my biceps. You're not in love with them? No. Why not? Because that's the every thing. every man is my, of my opinion. Every man should love their biceps. I don't like my biceps. You like them? I don't. Well, then that you need to work on that. If you don't love them, you need to get to work, people. Well, what right. what do I pay you for? If you don't. so we um I'm gonna jump into this real quick here. Uh. A little movie made by this small studio called Paramount was supposed to originally have uh, aired or premiered in theaters, but due to the current situation, uh, they decided not to do what everyone else is doing, Disney and everyone else, and pushing the release date to uh, get that big bang for the buck. Instead, they gave it to Netflix, I'm sure for a pretty penny, uh, to distribute. And that movie, of course, is Lovebirds, mm. starring... Kumail Nanjani and Issa Rae. Thank you. Because you can't you. remember who they are. Um, <laughs> the person from Silicon Valley. Mm. Dinesh. Dinesh. What was she in that she was known for? I, I actually for? don't know. She's the, uh, So her big thing is uh, her show on HBO, Insecure. Oh, uh, that's right. She, Never saw that. She uh, created, writes, and stars in. Is it because she's insecure? I think the point the of the show is out. is um, I think the point is everyone is insecure. I think that's the point of the show. Mm. Mm. Anyway, a movie. Um, how would you guys classify that movie? Like, it's a rom com. It's a romantic comedy. Oh, I wouldn't even give it that. that I mean, that's, that's exactly the genre what it of what it is. Yeah, that, uh, romantic comedies are not supposed to be great movies. Yeah, they're like they're action kinda like, movies. They're kind of like action or comic book movies. Yeah. There's a formula, mm-hmm. and you know exactly what you're going to get going in. And I would say that this movie delivered on those expectations. <laughs> wow, what a... What, what, a, is, what a... what a, 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 a roller coaster of a review. <laughs> it's a formula. It's like, it's like you this guys... Is a it's like you guys bashing um, Extraction. That uh, Chris Hemsworth action movie on Netflix. Right, it's a formula. It's you go in expecting something and you get out exactly what you expect. Hot garbage. Well, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't bash the genre. I just it's not a well made. It wasn't a well made action movie for me. I, yeah, I, no, no, yeah, yeah. We're not talking me. about that right now. Uh, yeah, we're not talking. Right. We're talking. I just brought it up to you know. We're talking specifically. I don't know why I brought it up. Love birds. <laughs> yeah. What was your like? Okay, so we were watching it. Mm-hmm. Let's start. Uh, okay. Let's start. Let's start with the two main characters yes. and their chemistry. Because what I've do seen we this, think about that? I've seen this in many... I've heard three separate people now. You, a uh, co-worker, and uh, one other person say that their chemistry was not good. It was st- stiff. I kind of... I, I saw it a little differently. 
Oh, mm. let's hear. It. I'd like yeah. to hear it. So, thank you, so Archie. I actually, I actually watched this with uh, Sahara, mm. my girlfriend, and. Uh, do you, real, real quick, do you know you bring her up every episode as your girlfriend? <laughs> is there somewhere you're trying to tell out there no, on the internet just, no, that I you just, have a girlfriend? No, oh, stop no. bothering me. I I'm just, taken. I, it's, just a, <laughs> it's a qualifier I use just in case they don't person doesn't know who this random person now might be bringing up. But anyway, that's hilarious. It's so funny. Sahara and I, uh, what well, we saw this trailer months ago, and we really wanted to see it because it's kind of reflected us, right? Sahara, you know, Kumail is Indian and. and Issa Rae is black and Sahara is, is black, so it's like an interracial type of couple. So we're like, oh, this you're is Indian, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, oh, it's kind of you like, don't sound it. It's kind of it's kind of like us, right? It's like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's like reflect, you know, you're seeing something that you don't uh, uh, you know necessarily see. A lot of these rom coms are like white couples, or it's like one minority, but two minorities is something a little different. And uh, some of their chemistry, like when they kissed, like that was really awkward. The, 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 kiss, the kiss was really, really strange. Like he like went for her like it wasn't even on the lip. It was like it was like here in the like right below the nose. You're really the, dissecting that kiss right now. No, because they did it twice and both times it was very strange. Mm. Like it was very strange. Uh oh man. There's so there's so many ways to be racist right now on both sides, and we just can't go there, so I'm not gonna say anything. Keep Please going. don't. <laughs> I don't want to be taken off the air. <laughs> well, what, I, what I did what I, I what I liked about their chemistry was the kind of both of their comedic styles, and I thought that worked well. This movie didn't necessarily show them like very lovey dovey, and mm. I kind of liked that. I kind of liked that they didn't go for like I'm so in love with you and like this and that. They're really bickering a lot of the movie. Well, that's, that's the point of, though. Yeah, right? and so that, that's why I think people are like, oh, they don't have good chemistry. It's like, well, they're not. They're not necessarily supposed to have good chemistry because right. they are arguing most of the movie, and then they kind of come back together. That's but, a great point. But that's the thing though. Even when they come back together. And even the bickering, just it didn't feel mm. right. Mm. Like it felt off. Like it felt very kind of like this was a f- not. I don't want to use the word force, but kind of like it felt a little force. Like yes, we get you're a couple, and yes, we get you're fighting. But it's like the consistent bickering and all of that. And I I get the situation is like one aspect of everything, and then them bre- breaking up is the other big aspect. But it still felt very kind of in your face and. Over like overacting essentially, mm-hmm. but I mean that is. But like to go back to Krishna's point earlier, that is rom com. Like watch any, any watch any rom com almost, and that is the genre. It is overacting. It is kind of over the top and ridiculous type of. Situation. Another um, Camille film is it Stuper. 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 Yeah. Stuper. Is that a rom com? <laughs> kind of. Uh, it's a, a it's, rom-com it's, between it's supposed to be a buddy cop yeah. movie, but it yeah. definitely has. I feel like the same arc as a rom com. So. <laughs> Oh, I just want to point out one thing. This is perfect. What is it with Kumail and um, like rideshare apps? Big sick, right? Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, Stuber. Yeah. And in this, uh, he spends half the movie ordering lifts. Well, <laughs> they're shared. Yeah, like, just, does like, he ever? Cl- he is. He is to the rideshare apps what Sean Bean is to getting killed off in everything he appears in. <laughs> like it's now a thing. They're locked in. They can't escape well, it. That, it has to. That it has to be written in. And that was my other. Not like major problem thing, but like Kumil as an actor has clearly like been typecast now. Yeah, where he's this weird, goofy Indian, Indian guy. guy, and we uh, get uh, we yeah. get it. Like the only there's only two things that I've ever seen in him that made sense, and I thought were great. Everything else just feels like a rehash, and that's going to be Silicon Valley. Is Dinesh? I thought he was great in that, mm-hmm. and then also the episode of the Twilight Zone 
where he plays uh, oh, the, the comedian, comedian, right? I thought he did a great, great job in that, and it was very interesting. And oh. I'm hoping I, my my fear is like he, his big, you know, big role that's going to put him on the map worldwide. You know, whatever is the Eternals, and it's like, is he going to end up being? This goofball of a dude in the Eternals, or is he going to be like a legit, interesting character? Well, count, well, counter argument to your point. Even in those two roles, he still plays a variation of that same archetype, right? Yeah. He is still kind of a goofy. He's still he is still goofy. He's still this comedic type of role. Uh, I just think like Kumail is a comedian. I don't really even see him as an actor. I see him as just a comedian. Uh, wow! What a wow, low blow! Wow. No, you that's just not, insulted that's, that's him. Not, no, that's not an insult to. He's never. He hasn't done drama. Like mm. he hasn't. An actor is. He, he's. He's like Adam Sandler. Honestly, before Uncut Gems, a little tease right there for what's to come. But like he really is. Like they do the same roles. They're comedians. They're they're bread and butter with stand up. They they transition to movies. They have movie chemistry, but they do those types of you know, stand-up comic roles. Mm. And until Kumail, like, really pushes the boundaries, like, maybe it's the Eternals, but I don't know. I Probably not. My my assumption is he's going to play that same archetype, and they're making it a bit, and it's going to be funny because he's going to be buff, right? Cause, like, I hope that's so. His, is he that's the Indian version of Chris Pratt? Chris? Hmm. <laughs> He he might be. I mean, he might, he might become, like, he might be, it might be the same type of arc, right, where Chris Pratt was... I mean, Chris Pratt wasn't a stand-up comic to start, though. That's no. a little bit of a difference. No. But, like, yeah, he was known for comedy, and then he did, you know, Guardians. And he's still, every role he does, even though he's, like, now buff Pratt, right? He He's still a goofball yeah. in everything. Yeah. he's. I don't think he's ever yeah. done, like, a quote-unquote serious role. Let's let's be honest. So get, if you get past the whole comedian and doing those things, 95% of Hollywood actors are typecast. Like let's be honest, they they do they do one, maybe two, but mostly one thing really well, and they just do it over and over and over again. Daniel Day Lewis, Will Smith, no, Daniel Day Lewis is the exception. Joaquin Phoenix, the exception. You know? No, no, you, actually, you're no because they they do drama really well, but. Has Joaquin done a lot of comedy? Uh, signs? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Signs yeah, there, signs. buddy? But, that's, still it, dra- it was, but that's, that's still drama. Have you ever seen him yeah. in like a, rom- a rom-com? Have you ever seen him in that's like true. a the Joker? comedy? He no. was in love with his neighbor, and then he but, killed her, I think. I guess, I that guess point, that's a good that's point. Still yeah, type, yeah. That is still... T- so, hey, we want super dramatic, over-the-top, bring in a Joaquin, bring in a Daniel, Daniel Day. Day-Lo's, uh, yeah, yeah, everyone's typecast. Yeah. I mean, you could up that number to 99%, yeah. honestly. So, yeah, I mean, that's... So, let's to be honest, that's not a weak... Weakness of Kumail. It's yeah, just, I'm it's not a weakness saying it's a weakness. Of, weakness of the industry. Yeah, and I'm just yeah, I'm just saying. If, that, if it's if it even is a weakness, maybe it's not. I mean, think back to the '80s and '90s, right? You I went, was barely alive. You went to the well. Think back to like our parents' favorite movies, Commando. Right? Dad loves Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why does he love Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because you know. Every formula. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie you go to see, it's the same formula. Right? Jingle All the Way is a comedy, and he does comedy well, and he does drama. Have you seen that movie, um, Terminator? The first one's a, like a drama, but, and he does that great but, job. But Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger when he did the first Terminator. He also played a governor in real life at one point. <laughs> I don't know what that that would be called. The greatest role of his life. Anyone, anyone uh, watch the uh, like the the Truth or Dare thing uh, with James Corden? Schwarzenegger did it. Oh yeah, and yeah. like he was grossed out, and he's like he admitted that when he was governor, 
he like wrote out this memo like there's a journalist he didn't like and every like the first letter of everything you could take and it said it wrote it, it said fuck you <laughs> oh my god and he's like i lied under oath i said it was a coincidence but i did that on purpose wow damn what the fuck i was like that's great jesus also rules for impeachment pretty sure because you can't lie under oath yeah because that they they uphold that every single time <laughs> anyway we're, we're drifting here to politics love birds um the, what about the premise of the fucking yeah, thing? That, that's that part annoyed me to no end because it started out interesting where like, even the trailer's like, yeah, somebody takes the car, runs over this guy, whatever. But then, you know, spoiler alert, it's ultimately re- revealed as a gigantic fucking sex club thing. And it's like, oh, cool. cool, 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 so, cool, cool. so to relate it back to another movie, did you guys ever see Game Night? Yes. Yeah. So remember, I like, was you remember how intricate game night is with like the twists and the turns and like how tightly wound it is in terms of like, oh, this. They even show like a thing at the end of like what was the game night that Todd from uh, Breaking Bad did and what was like actually happening. That's what I kind of thought this was going to be like. It was this like kind of this tightly wound mystery that was kind of intricate and cool. But it wasn't. It was it was back to the old genre of like yeah. it's really flimsy. And I agree. Like the the plot was pretty disappointing. And especially like when it's just like, it's a cult and we caught them and that's it. I was like, yeah, awesome. Oh. And like the fact that when we were watching it, I called that the mustache guy was going to appear here yeah. and there. And he was like, a cop. You call it, you call it, I think near the very beginning that yeah. he actually is a cop. He's a crooked cop. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Plot was, the plot was, the yeah, plot was whatever. Yeah. So bad plot, interesting, not great chemistry. Arjuna, <laughs> Was Lovebirds good? You know, I'm going to actually go with a yes. Get out. <laughs> no, really. Are you going to say yes? Are you saying it's good because it represents your relationship? Yes. I know. I know. Yes. I, that, I know you uh, see yourself quick. in it. One major difference. Kumail's buff. What's your excuse? I mean, Kumail wasn't buff. And he became Touché. buff. Touche. So now I will go through the Kumail transformation nice. when I am cast in my MCU movie as background actors. You get an six. MCU movie. You get an MCU <laughs> yeah. movie. You all get MCU movies. When are we going to get to the point with the MCU where it's like a background character that appeared in Iron Man 2 now gets a starring movie? You know, like Saw franchise. 50 years. Essentially. I mean, that's what that's, I mean, that's how comic books work, right? Yeah. But so. Yeah, so I will say this was a good movie. You know, I actually liked the I liked the chemistry that they did. I liked that they went for a, a slightly different take in terms of them kind of breaking up and coming back together. Uh, the plot wasn't great, but I I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I, so I, I did like the movie. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we, hopefully we see more original types of rom-coms with maybe this pairing or something like it. You want a sequel? Not a sequel. No, I don't want a sequel to this. But I want. <laughs> <laughs> but I want. I want. What the fuck's wrong? I did with say you? I wanted a sequel. I did say I wanted a sequel. Krishna, was Lovebirds good? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I so I I enjoyed it. it. It gave me some cheap laughs, but that it did it did feel cheap. You like, know, cheap weed will do that for you too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you did do cheap weed will do the job, but was it good? No, and that's how I feel about usually this cheap weed. It's all right. No, it isn't. Gets oh, me, ha- gets me laughing. Uh, no, it does the job. Right? But did you uh, do? Do you experience the actual experience of smoking it? No, it hurts. Like it's not. It's not a good experience. Well, it depends. I'm not gonna smoke cheap weed. I'd probably make exactly. an edible out of it. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, to each their own. The fact that you have to do something to get you to, to, to be able to take it. But then there's the joy of baking. Oh, my God. All right. Now <laughs> we're just changing. The fact is, this, you know, it, it did it did its job in terms of I got a few cheap laughs out of it. I didn't have to think very hard. Um, I, you know, I, even though their chemistry was, you know, kind of awkward, I, I actually enjoyed um, both of the leads, their performances very much. There was something kind of cute to it. Um, but at the end of the day, the p- bad plot, uh, it, the, the plot itself felt like a vehicle just to have some weird moments, like a sex cult, right? It, it, th- there was nothing beyond just having these interesting, mm. you know, visuals and sets. That was it. That's the only reason to it, and that was obvious. So I enjoyed it, but it wasn't good. It was cool that it was filmed in New Orleans. Like, the night yeah. They did that. Like, yeah. That's a cool city that they don't utilize. Have you guys ever been to New Orleans? No. Oh, uh, a I've, great city. I've been to Louisiana, but not New Orleans. You've been to L.O.? Is it L.O.? No. I think it's L.A. I think it's L.A. That's oh, why, that's oh, why that's actually confusing. when you write out Los Angeles, you need to do L.A. Because oh. L.A. is Louisiana. Well, you'll learn something new every day. Ravi, was Lovebirds bad? <laughs> Arjuna already filled out the outline with a no, so my answer is a no. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't bad. Shit. No, it was bad. It was bad. Was it, it was good? Good. It was not good. It was terrible. I did not like it. It. I heard you chuckle a couple times. I ch- Yeah, once again, cheap laughs, but will I ever go back and watch that? No. Right. Two no. days. Not at all. I would rather go watch um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm. Breaking news. Ravi Ramgopal has been tasked with directing Lovebirds 2. <laughs> he calls it, he calls it quote, a great honor, and that he's excited to work with a spectacular cast on a movie that he, quote, again, with it quotes, loves. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, your hand's in my shot. So? Get your hand out of my <laughs> shot. I don't put my hand in your shot. You should. Uh, moving on, kids. It is Memorial Day. Mm. So, I guess... We talk about war movies? <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. confused by this bridge. Well, you know, it's Memorial Day. We, uh, Memorial Day is, is obviously about, about um, you know... Remembering our Remembering veterans. those who we lost. Uh, as we talk about movies and TV shows, I thought it would be yeah. appropriate to potentially... You know, uh, there there are many war movies and war... St- it could be TV shows, too. There's like Band of Brothers and all those types of things. But I figured there's a relation there. We could bring up what our favorite... Wartime. Oh, we've had it. We've had it. We've had some great ones in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that come to mind. We've had Dunkirk. Uh, we've had 1917. Mm. Those are the two. Those are the two that really, really stand out. And here's the thing. Here's what I think the purpose of war movies are. It's to show you how horrible war is. Correct. And in my opinion, a good or a great war movie is a great piece of anti-war. Yep. Um, media. Yeah. In my opinion, a great war movie, its job is to show you how terrible it is and to remind you this is a situation that we as a society and as a people should be trying to avoid at any and all costs. So yeah. when I look at a great war movie, that's what I'm... Like a, a, a rom-com, I'm looking for cheap laughs, right? Uh, an action movie, I'm looking for crazy action, over-the-top ridiculous set pieces that can never happen in real life. A war movie, I need to leave that movie terrified of war right? and that, that's how I judge my war movies and there's, there's been some great ones over the years especially so recently. you're not gonna to follow that up then you, you guys probably would not appreciate my favorite 
or most interesting. No, I, that's thing. that's my that's my take. Because my my my, my thing that I I've always enjoyed mm-hmm. in that genre, like war movies, is actually some of the games. Absolutely, dude. And more specifically, this game called uh, uh, Resistance Two. Resistance Two, <laughs> where oh, aliens come and invade during World War Two. <laughs> Is that a movie? No, it's, no, a, it's game. a game. It's a game. PlayStation 3 game, I think. Resistance 2? Y- yes. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. think it is. Yeah. Did that come from an actual movie? No, no. Oh, it was okay. an original thing that Sony did, I believe. But my thing is Resistance 2. That's one that I like. Because Your favorite war media. Yeah, my war, my favorite war medium. Mm, interesting. Okay. Yours is going to be Dunkirk in 1917? Uh, well, we want the favorite. The, the thing here is favorite war. Oh, it's media. Okay. I changed it. You changed it from movie. Um... I'm going to say mine is Dunkirk. Mm. The Dunkirk, it has a ticking clock during the whole thing, for those of you who have seen it or haven't seen it. It it really, to me, it's the uncut gems of war movies. It's just very stressful the whole time. Uh, And it shows shows you mental illness. It shows you sacrifice, civilians getting involved in a movie in a in in wars which is inevitable in pretty much any war so and i left that movie like stressed out but appreciating the art that is that movie it is a christopher nolan movie um you love your christopher could you I do. real quick um stand. can can i change my answer to star wars no because it has war in the title and no. it's a war it's not a it's war not it's not a war movie, movie. It's a science fiction we're, we're talk, space we're talking opera. About Fine, Rogue One then. No. We're That's talking, still we're not about, a war movie. We're talking about like... I mean, Resistance <laughs> 2 technically isn't a good answer either. We're talking about like real war. Yeah. This is Memorial Day, Ravi. We remember not real fake wars. wars. Not Not made up <laughs> wars. And in my opinion, it's interesting. And I think your answers actually back up exactly what I was saying. What? That what? the fact that you're, you're going to pull in when the, uh, the thing is favorite war movie... That your mind immediately goes to fake wars. Mm-hmm. That's because war is a bad thing. Right. It sucks to think of real wars and war movies depicting depicting real wars. Let's be honest. That's an uncomfortable thing. It's true. Right. And we're not even in the war. So uh, I'm yeah. just saying it's interesting that your answers yes depict science fiction Thank instead you. of real war. And that's a good thing. Thank I mean, you. that's a that's a. I yeah. can't tell what he's doing. Are you preaching? No, I'm no, I'm not preaching. Thank you. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even praising. I'm just. It's an interest. It's an observation. How about interesting? That? Do you know what you say yours is? Uh, it's got to be the. I think it was the first like war movie I saw. Mm. Like I was very young too when I saw this. Probably way Independence too young. Independence Day. No, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, uh, that's gnarly. Like, as hell. That was that. Like to go to Christian's point of like, well, what is what is the best what is the best war movie that shows you that war like that? And this movie certainly had a profound impact on my life. But what movie really like causes you to like sit and think and like war is bad? And it's Saving Private Ryan for me. Mm-hmm. Like that is such an intense movie, and I think I think a lot of people have come out and said it. It's one of, especially at the time, one of the best best. Movies that depicted how realistic war uh, is and was, um, so yeah, it's got to be that, and it's you know it is a very very good movie. Mm-hmm. So, for oh, sure. very well shot. Moving into something less depressing, <laughs> yes, yeah, fucks. Um, today, Actually, oh sorry, today, uncut gems, a movie that depicts real life things, 
gambling and all. It's funny that you said less depressing. Uncut Gems is just as depressing <laughs> as any war movie it's I've true. ever seen. It, it, in fact, it does the exact same thing as a war movie. Like, you know, to get you <laughs> not to want to... Uh, Do something? Yeah, you, you know, war movies are basically anti-war, right? Uh, Uncut Gems... I think you could make a real argument. It's definitely anti-gambling. It is the Requiem for a Dream <laughs> for gambling movies. Wow. In yes. my opinion, Requiem for a Dream is the greatest anti-drug propaganda I've ever seen. Uncut Gems, the best uh, anti-gambling. Well, fun fact. Yeah? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I was going to be like, oh, Uncut Gems was actually produced by... No, that'd be funny. What? MGM. No, that would make no sense. Uh, anyways, Uncut Gems. You two saw it. We got the option of seeing it when it actually first came out of theaters. No. I saw it on a screener. Oh. Hmm. Well, did anyone see it in theaters in the old life? I saw I saw, <laughs> I saw. I saw. the uncut gems in the old life. Oh, I remember uh, the old life. The AMC theaters. I, I mean, I'll say this. Sitting in that theater, uh, watching that movie, especially being around people, too. Because, you know, when you're sitting in a theater, you kind of you kind of get the, you, you know, hear your murmurs and you get the feelings of people around you, right? That's part of the theater experience. And you could feel in that theater the intensity, how crazy. Like, the, the movie just ramps up. Christian can back me up on this, but it just ramps up from like where you start and it's just this. It's like you're on a roller coaster, right? You, and, but the part of the roller coaster you're on is just you're going up and up and up and up. And you're waiting for it to drop, and it and, doesn't. Yeah, and it's it's your your heart is just pounding the whole time. It keeps yeah. going up and up and steeper and steeper, and you're just like, yeah. how am I going to get out of this alive? And it's the <laughs> it's the way it's shot too. Like you yeah. do need to check this movie out because the cinematography, the editing, especially the editing, it's just very chaotic. It's so chaotic, and it's it's the acting, of course, is great, and we'll get to that in a moment. But to me, what makes the movie, the most impressive thing about the movie is the editing, the way that it's it's shot and the way that shots are set up and the lighting, it, like especially in his fucking pawn shop, right? The lighting in that shop is, is it, it gives me anxiety to think about it. It's like that, what do you call it? Like the fluorescent, like the cheap fluorescent lights that are too bright for the space that they're in, mm-hmm. that Cassie's ha- like harsh it's shadows. Like a si- it's like a science, uh, like a science uh, room in like school, almost. Kind of Those intense, like yeah, kind of. Lights. I but I I think of it like as like the like um, like cheap stores in the eighties, like grungy and grimy, and the lights are too harsh, and they cast like these white shadows, like white lights, and that's oh, so it's harsh bars. lighting. Harsh. It's just the. So it was just intense. And then there's like one scene when like Kevin Garnett and his posse is like outside. Like the scene to me that sticks out is when Kevin Garnett and his posse are outside. They're trying to get into the store, right? And the lock breaks. And it's like this five-minute thing where Adam Sandler is like trying to uh, unlock the door. And Kevin Garnett, seven-foot guy, seven-foot guy with his posse outside trying to get in. And they're just like, yo, let me in. Like I need need to hold on to this. Like, you know, or I forget the exact – that part of it, like if he was re- trying to return it or extend his lease on the uh, the diamond, he had the rock. He wanted to. He was the gem. Return it. He had the gemstone. Yeah. And but uh, he didn't have K- KG had given his ring as collateral. That's right. He wanted and, his ring back. Uh, oh my god. Adam Sandler didn't have it. Was it and his, his yeah. NBA ring? His, yeah. his, his championship his ring. His 2008 championship, 2008 championship ring. ring. Wait. So was he playing himself? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of one of the, one of the best. Cool. One of the it's best cool. conceits of the movie is that uh, Adam Sandler is a gambler, and he's gambling on Kevin Garnett 
during the 2009 or 2010 season. Mm. So they're using real game footage. Wow. And it's Adam Simon's like, oh, I need him to get 12 rebounds and, you know, t- uh, 20 points and uh, four assists. And, you know, if he gets those, like, uh, those minimums, he'll make, like, a, a sh- fuck ton of money, right? Because that's how much he's gambling. Yeah. And so it's really cool to see, you know, Kevin Garnett. And Kevin Garnett, by the way, hasn't aged a day. He looks exactly the same as he did back in 2010 when they shot this. He's race, like so. crushing it. He, like, shaves his head every day. Yeah. So Yeah. It's like the shaved head look is, uh, is the way it goes. So... I'm sorry, went all over the place. Well, one of the biggest criticisms of the movie, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's so realistic to sports. But one big criticism was I think he's watching uh, one of the games on ESPN at home and they play like the TNT um, oh, like NBA no. music. People are like, this is such an error. Wow. How could I you do this? I didn't catch Especially that. Especially for like that's basketball. That's fans. hilarious. People are like, wait, what? I mean, come on, guys, give it a break. Like, uh, one little, like, who cares? Maybe, maybe he turned the channel to TNT. Yeah. TNT. Oh, I, I think one of the biggest, the biggest discu- like discussion points out of this movie. Obviously, it was a big Oscars contender. Mm. Uh, didn't lot, win though. Didn't win. Uh, but one of the biggest things was Adam Sandler not even getting nominated for Best Actor. Uh, and a lot of people, myself included, feel like it was a huge snub because to me, this is this is a defining role for Adam Sandler. Right? Like we talked about previously in this pod. You know, Adam Sandler is a stand-up comic comedian type of actor, right? He's done drama a couple of times. Spanglish. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that movie. Wait, what about the other one? Click. Click. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Punch oh, Drunk God. Love, I think, was another like drama he did. But to me, this is on a completely different level. And when you talk about like these awards, I think people that you know, an actor that stretches his way, you know. His his forte is comedy, right? And he's stretching all the way to this different tangent of drama and playing a completely different character. I just thought the performance was incredible. Mm. Uh, and I definitely think he got snubbed. But I yeah. don't know what you Do you think I, Kevin I, Garnett said to him, anything is possible? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Adam Sandler like he was holding him at backstage at the Oscars or whatever. He's like, hey, man, anything's possible. <laughs> I mean, I would I would pay to see that image. Um, uh, Photoshop. If no. anyone if anyone's watching or listening, if you can Photoshop that and send it to our Twitter at Was It Good uh, on Twitter, that would be greatly. We will give you a Funko Pop. Yeah, find so find the KG imagery where he has the trophy. He's hugging it in the the thing, and he screams up, "Anything is possible!" And ha- just Photoshop Adam Sandler yep. cradled in his oh. arms, or, or, or however you want to do it. If there are two better images to put together, <laughs> do it up. Do that, and you'll get one of our many, many Funko Pops yeah. that we are slowly trying to get rid of. We have like a thousand. Most of those are mine. Yeah, yeah. We, I know what I said. No, we're <laughs> getting rid of yours if we want to get rid of. Them. No, no, no. It's fine. We'll get rid of yours. Uh, who won Best Actor? Uh, uh, best Actor was. He has a computer right in front of him, but instead of Googling it, he's trying to remember. No, I... <sighs> Learn yeah, that Achuna, you're in the digital age, You have, an, no, age it, here, you have bro. an impressive memory, Archuna, but God. It made, it made sense who won. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, it was Joaquin. That's right. Oh, for what? Joker. For the Joker. <laughs> oh, he yeah. won for that, huh? Oh. So, so if, we're, we're, in, a year, in a year where yeah. Joaquin Phoenix was winning for the Joker, it is a travesty that Adam Sandler doesn't get nominated. Because you, you act like... Well, here's why. Did Adam Sandler piss off the Academy? Yeah, I'm sure oh. he did. Absolutely. Yeah, the Academy. Did, I mean, uh, but, but, so, but, but, but so that was that was the big thing. But Joaquin Real, Phoenix right. hates the Academy and has openly talked against it. In a year where he wins, it's weird that Adam Sandler doesn't even get so, nominated. So, uh, Academy voters came out publicly and said, like, 
you know, Sandler, we don't like Sandler. Like, he makes these shitty movies. He hasn't, <laughs> Jesus. Helped, he hasn't helped the industry. So the reason they gave Joaquin a pass oh, is because, like, he makes money for the, the Academy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he makes the... he. The problem with the Academy um, of Motion Picture <laughs> Arts cutaway. is they see movies as, like, everything is drama. And, drama. you know, must be shot this way. And with uh, film and, uh, you know, this aspect ratio. And uh, we love Martin Scorsese and Tarantino <laughs> movies. So They are art and, like, true Well, they didn't like cinema. Tarantino in the beginning. Yeah, no. but now they love him. Tarantino took forever for them to fall in love because Tarantino was one of the first directors to like make shit cheap right yeah but, but so this is why i love him because he started making movies about hollywood <laughs> yeah. in fact in fact hollywood's movie cool once upon a time in hollywood and hollywood loves movies about hollywood yeah. so with uncut gems coming out in 2019 where would you guys have ranked that obviously you guys are upset that mr sandler was not nominated but where would you rank the movie overall with everything else that you saw last year. I don't remember what I saw last year, so I cannot rank it. <laughs> <laughs> Unranked. No, it definitely should have been ranked. I just don't know. Uh, I mean, some of my favorite movies last year were Parasite, oh, yeah. um, The Farewell. Oh, the Parasite was so fucking um, good. But this is right there up there. I mean, it's got to be at least top five, maybe top three for me. Uh, just because it was such a unique movie experience. It's such a well-made film. Um Definitely one of my favorites of 2019 for yeah. sure. It should it it was it's definitely up there. Yeah, it's definitely top five for me. I just don't remember what else. Let I'm me saying. say I'll say <laughs> some I'll say some movies from last year. Yeah, and then you kind of say better Ooh, or I less. like that. Right, so game. real quick, Avengers Endgame. I'm gonna put Avengers Endgame above it only because of all the stuff around it, and also I think it's a phenomenal. I'll movie. put this above Endgame. Okay. It's the only movie I can remember right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, 1917, um, Parasite. Mm. That's some great movies. Joker. Joker. Man, Joker. Joker was fine. Marriage Anywho, Story. Would you guys say it was good then? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, that was good a big movie. surprise. Big surprise. Did we big surprise. Speaking of surprises, guys, before we get to the uh, What It News. Was It News. Well, here it says, what it news. It says, was it news? Was it news. What did I say? What, what it, it news. news. What up, Hold news? on a second. That's such a good intro. Oh, Whoever amazing. came up with it, good job, buddy. John Williams? Oh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so for those at home and those listening, um, for dramatic. those listening, real quick, we are giving, we're actively going through and giving away a bunch of things and stuff because we like to downsize. And you, our listeners, our viewers, we want to give you a piece of our junk. Like this Millennium Falcon. It's never been opened. It's, it's not never check. been opened. It's never been used. <laughs> You're really it underselling is, this. <laughs> it's an iHome speaker. But for those watching and listening, we do our giveaways primarily on Twitter, which is at Was It Good, and on Instagram, Was It Good BTM. Typically, it's just a quick follow and uh, like to be entered um, for the drawings. And then Arjuna has a cool secret program. <laughs> That he designed Ooh. himself. Wow! No. It's called a it's no. called a, a piece of paper and a hat. No, it's just a random. You, you can put these generators and you put the names in. Ah. So uh, Arjuna, tell us who is going home today with the and new a drum roll, please. Hold on, hold on. Tell us at mini. No, that's not right. 
the, no, hold on. Uh, the the ad, anticipation the is ad, killing me. Uh, my ad blocker blocked it. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is unbelievable. This is crazy. Folks, I really want to know who's winning. This is the most intense drawing we have ever had. Because it really technology is. has failed us once again. Uh, in the meantime, while we're waiting, I want to talk about something very important to my heart. Go ahead. Cookies. I love cookies. Internet cookies. Are they good or are they bad? They're not the worst thing in the world. Well, while we're waiting for this, the winner is... Oh, here we go. Hold on. And the winner of the iHome Millennium Falcon speaker is... At Ed Nazaro. Oh, oh there you go. So, Ed, we will probably contact, contact you. We will slide you. into your DMs. <laughs> Ed, we're going to contact you. Or you uh, can slide into our DMs if you're watching. No, we'll, we'll contact you. We need to get your address, and then we'll uh, ship this bad boy off to you at some point. Woo! Awesome. Cool. cool. May, uh, we'll make sure to disinfect it first. Yeah, smart, actually. <laughs> no, don't do that. God. Wait, what, what was the basketball player? Kevin oh, Garnett. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, uh, I thought we were talking about So, that. moving into was it news. A couple of uh, things that happened this past week. The biggest and most exciting thing, mm. the thing that dropped was a new trailer by Christopher Nolan for his new move, Tenant. When I saw this trailer, I will say this. We live in shitty times right now. It's not the worst of times, but it is shitty. And it felt normal. Mm. It felt to normal see to see a trailer of a movie that I'm interested in seeing. No, no. <laughs> It, it was it was good to see a trailer of a movie that still thinks it's going to get released in theaters. <laughs> That's what you meant to say. Yes. At least, or is still advertising that it's going that to get released in theaters. That was probably the theaters. biggest and most interesting part of that trailer, and the internet definitely took notice. At the very end of the trailer, it said, coming soon, or coming to theaters soon. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, that part, I thought, was quite fascinating. What did you guys think overall about the trailer? Do you think the trailer gave away too much? I think so. And even the cast even came out. John David Washington even came out in an interview and said, I was surprised Christopher Nolan <laughs> revealed so much about the movie. Uh, mm, yeah. I, I honestly didn't like this trailer as much as the first trailer. I loved the mystery. Like, I love Christopher Nolan movies and really not knowing what the hell is going on going into the movie. Uh, mm. Now I kind of know what's going on in this movie. And I just kind of hate that personally. Mm. Yeah, I mean, what? So, what did we learn? Because maybe I I missed some stuff. What did we learn in this trailer that was new information from the first one? That uh, he sees things in reverse. Yeah, but well, they, we already knew that. They we explained already, we already it. They that. kind of explained the mechanics behind it. It's kind of like time travel, kind of not. Um, they kind, you know, they kind of revealed that you know how, why he's working with Robert Pattinson's character. Yeah, why? Why? Because uh, he's the best man for like whatever the job is or something like that. Okay. Um, I just, I just, it's just too much. Like even, even the confirmation that like this is in reverse. You know what I mean? Like that to me is too much. It's just like it's like oh, we gotta hold your hand and explain the visuals that you saw in the first trailer. Mm. It's almost like Bernard in Westworld season three, right? <laughs> it's like here's the second trailer because people were confused by the first trailer, and it's just kind of cleaning up and explaining to you what you're seeing and what's going to happen, and we're scared that people won't tune in. To this movie because it's confusing. I you might be right, but part of me thinks that Christopher Nolan allowed this much information to be released because let's be honest, his movies are really complex. Um, and the reason that he probably allowed all this to be released in this trailer is because 
is to help explain the mechanics, but that's that's not going to be the twist. That's not going to be the driving thing behind this. Well, movie. I think the the scary thing about everything is um, what's the uh, the actor's name? What Denzel's son's name? John Jay. David Washington. So John David's comment of like him saying, "I didn't realize he was going to give away so much." Mm-hmm. You could look at it as one of two things. Maybe that's just like smoke and mirrors, or are we seeing everything or like the majority of it? And there is no like Nolan twist or like there is no other aspects potentially to it. It's just a straightforward uh, movie backwards based on what we've seen. And I mean, this isn't the first time Nolan's done stuff with time and no. presenting information in incorrect order and yeah. stuff like Dunkirk. He's one of the more recent films is done um, in three different distinct periods over the course of a couple of days or whatever. Uh, his was his big first one. Um, Memento. Is all done backwards, right? Which, by the way, never watched that movie in chronological order. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. Well, I think I think potentially the best thing to do would be go back and watch the Inception trailers and see how much information is revealed in those. Right. We all saw the Inception trailers. I don't remember them personally. Did it ruin Inception? No. You do remember them though. They all went like this. Wow. You're right. That is true. And the start of epic trailer music. I mean, going into Inception, we knew it was going to be a movie about dreams. Yes. Uh, I guess I don't remember. Uh, But that would be the test. Go back, watch the Inception trailer. How much information did they give? If they gave a lot of information away, Inception was not ruined from that. Right? If they didn't, then maybe there's time to... Then maybe then... Now there's precedent to be worried because Christopher Nolan didn't give away everything for Inception, and the movie was great. It doesn't matter. I refuse to see this movie now. Oh. Speaking of Inception (laughs) and Dreams, we correctly predicted that the Snyder Cut would actually come out, and uh, it's going to come out on that new HBO Max platform. The most interesting piece of this information with the Zack Snyder Justice League Cut is that's coming out in 2021, which makes me believe that there was never really a cut. They just decided, hey... This is a good money grab opportunity. Well, Let's do it. If you read the Hollywood Reporter article, they are actually pumping in millions of dollars into this for new visual effects. Um, oh no! That, and editing. All wait, that wait, type wait, of stuff. wait, 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 wait. So you're correct. There was there was not a polished no final cut that was ready to go to theaters. So they're gonna take something that potentially is interesting. Yes, and, and they're gonna make it just like Justice League yes. that came out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is hilarious. I mean, it's smart though, right? For no, Warner it's not Brothers. smart. Well, no, it is. Like it, they have this new streaming platform. You're looking ahead to the future, and you need content for this massive streaming platform. You need something to get people to. Sign so up. why wouldn't you like go and? I mean, yeah, it's genius. Redo it. I I just wish that HBO Max and everyone kind of like figured this out sooner, so that when the new platform launches, which I believe it launches this like Tuesday, Friday, is it t- Friday, twenty seventh. Isn't that Tuesday? Oh, that's Wednesday. Wednesday. So it's launching in a couple days. I wish that they had saw the had the foresight to be like, when it launches, let's also <laughs> drop the fucking like Schneider cut. Like, well, so here's you why think they, Warner Brothers has insight. Have you seen the DC? But like but Disney, they, they haven't. They didn't agree to this thing until recently, and now everyone's working from home. It's going to take that much longer to put in all of their. Edit, you know, special editing, you know, special well, 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 the reshoots. But this thing, is, the, the thing though, with working from home and how everything is set up right now, you don't need to be in office to like do all these edits. They could have done them. I don't know how long, how long does it how long does it take to edit something like that. I, I would think a long time, right? Like, it think about it. We're I, sitting we're sitting on how many episodes of Whiskey Bros and we can't even put out one yet. And that's just that's, that's just because like because our editor is busy with other things. 
the same thing is probably true for those editors. That's not this true. Is not true. This is, that's their job full time. Is they that have, like they're they working on other projects? How do you? They probably are working on other projects. No, when you're doing a movie, you hire an editor to edit just that. You don't hire the editor to be like, hey, so Steve, Steve, you're going to edit a little bit of Justice well, League, a little bit you of You don't this. have in-house editors that you assign to different things? Do you hire editors just for one project? Is well, that actually usually? First of all, for a movie... Movie editors are like film directors. They're highly sought after. They're 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 big time and whatever. Oh. Uh, second of all, there you go. right? The, you have a main film editor, but you have all the visual effect pieces. Those visual effect artists are probably freelance, and yes. They are working on multiple visual effects projects. They might be doing visual effects for Justice League. They might be doing visual effects for The Eternals. They might be doing visual effects for, you know, a show down, like for like Falcon and the Winter Soldier or whatever. It's like it's like any place, right? So everyone's a freelancer. So yes, mm. that it's up to the it's up to the freelancer how many projects they want to take on and how many hours they're going to make available to whatever studio. So that's why it's 2021. Well, I just—they're th- th- doing a lot to this movie. We're both movie. wrong. Like they're just—they're they're doing a lot to this movie. Clearly, and they're like, gonna make it shit. It's gonna they get, shit. They're gonna make it like it's gonna be. Here's the, here's the biggest con. <laughs> they're gonna release this just just as leak. <laughs> Maybe with like with an with an extra after credit scene. That's what it's gonna be. Well, most likely. Well, so here's my question. Uh, here's my question about Justice League. Right? It sucked. <laughs> we what's what's interesting about this is Henry Cavill has moved on from being Superman. Ben Affleck has moved on from being Batman. Thank God they sucked. Right? Uh, Jason Momoa's Aquaman and Gal Gadot's Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman are completely different characters in their solo movies than they are in the actual Justice League movie. Ezra Miller's Flash may or may not happen. Well, the last thing we saw of him <laughs> was choking a person <laughs> oh in outside of a bar. Uh, so oh yeah, I forgot about God. that. So like what? The good old days. So. You know, what is my question is what is Warner Brothers' plan with the DCEU? And, there is no plan. But like, if half of these actors are moving on, right? Robert Pattinson is a new Batman. And he's not working out. <laughs> yes. He's not. Wait, 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 I don't know if we mentioned this last week. I think we did. I don't know Robert, if we did. Robert Pattinson is the new Batman. And, you know, they had to take a break from shooting. Yeah. And he refuses to work out and stay in Batman shape. <laughs> That, my friend, sums up the DCEU to a T. It is a shit show. So those are the questions I had. Like, how does this relate? Like, you're releasing this. This is just a money grab to boost their stupid streaming platform. But is it a a money grab or is it going to confuse audiences even more? Uh, audiences I don't, don't no 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 audience audiences confused. aren't confused because yeah they don't give a fuck yeah they're just like cool another thing to watch and not care about I mean how many uh, they released the Joker right uh, that's right that should confuse people like wait a second who's the Joker is it is it what's his face um Joaquin thirty Phoenix? seconds thirty Jared seconds to Leto. Mars is it Jared Leto is it I is forgot it, he was the Joker is it Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix like what well what's going on here which one is Harley Quinn married to is it Jared Leto or is it you know it, yeah. It, at this point, DCEU needs to they need to go all in and confuse the audiences to the max. They should have four flashes, ten Batman um, that come together well, like the had, Power Rangers. They had, and had Ezra the They had Ezra Miller's Flash appear in the Arrowverse cross. So was that before or after the choking incident? Before, <laughs> before, before. Oh, okay. Well, well before. So speaking of uh, Ezra Miller and and the Flash uh, and confusing audiences. Well, I had one more thing I wanted to bring up about Justice League. Why? We, <laughs> well, because there is a hashtag that's trending for our live stream right now 
It's hashtag uh, make solo two happen. Now we know the Schneider cut was based off of a hashtag, right? Release the Schneider cut. Right. And in theory, it seems like that hashtag worked. Like you pressured a studio into now spending millions of dollars to release a cut that maybe existed or didn't exist. Do we think that could happen again? Do we solo too? No, because they fucked up so badly with it. They didn't fuck up with Justice League. (laughs) Well, Justice League was a financial success for them. They made money off of it. Mm. Solo, the studio considers it like a failure. Granted, it made it was in the positive, but it did not make enough money, like as much money as they thought it would. Because remember, it came around the whole backlash of Episode Eight, and then with the release of Episode Nine, more recently to complete the Skywalker Saga, 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 Saga. Just kidding. Um. They're, I mean, they're taking a break right now. I don't, I don't want if they are going to do like a solo. I don't want it to be a direct solo too. I want it to be about the Crimson um, Gang, Dawn Tide, Crimson Tide, Crimson Dawn. The uh, the the gang that uh, Paul Bettany. I think it's Crimson Dawn. Yeah, yeah. I rather it be about that, but who who the fuck knows? Honestly, That's I think I think a lot of those. Uh, I have a feeling some of those ideas are going to be reused into. The Obi Wan show, a little bit. Obi Wan we'll Kabuzi. Anyway, before Juna ruined my great fucking transition, <laughs> we speaking about casting confusions and and all that fun stuff. Unfortunately, the actress who was playing Batwoman on the Batwoman Ruby TV Rose. shows, Ruby Rose, has come out and said that she will not be returning for a season two, which was already greenlit um, prior to her announcement. Yes. Um, so what happened? Why, why? Well, as of right, or I'm gonna correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. is there information as to the why? It just the last article that I read said that there was no ill feelings towards the cast or the crew. It's just that she wants to move on and work on other projects. So that was her statement. Uh, the some 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 outlets have come out and said that essentially she was not ready to be a lead on a show. Uh, she didn't like the long hours. She didn't like living in Vancouver. She also had a budding film career on, that she basically put on the back burner to take on the show. Uh, she was in John Wick. She had been in The Meg. Um, so she was in some of these like bigger blockbustery type movies and was kind of on the that precipice of being in more movies. Uh, so she didn't like that this took up so much of her time, right? And these these types of like CW shows are time sucks. It's twenty two episodes a year plus a crossover. You're living in Canada. Uh, it's a lot. That's a lot of work. And that's just and that's just like filming to actually go and then promote it. Yeah, publicity. Like there's all the conventions yep. and you're hitting all of that those fun so, things so up. Here's, so. so here's so here's the scoop, right? She didn't like it. She didn't do any of the pu- she skipped the publicity when season one came out. She didn't do any conventions or anything. She's like, nope, I don't want to do this. Uh, she hated it so much. Apparently, she was not uh, a peach to work with on set. So mm. she. Her castmate, she didn't like working with her castmate. She didn't like working with the crew. And it was more of, quote, unquote, a mutual decision between Ruby Rose and um, the CW to kind of move on. Like so it, she was a nightmare to work with. It wasn't like she didn't want to be there. And it was obvious. And they just like, we're just going to cut our losses and move on. Hmm. Also, like having watched half of the first season, like her acting was painful. Like it was. 
Like the CW is not it's not known for acting, right? It's not known then to have why do you watch it? I stopped. I stopped. Oh, you I stopped. Have, you gave I, up? I gave <gasps> up on all the shows. Wait, Wait Bat- all of them? Yeah. I Wait, Batwoman? Yeah, I gave up uh, basically after the crossover is done, I tried to like watch a few more episodes, but it's like I don't care anymore. Like I made it to the crossover. It was kind of cool. And now I'm done. Like it was just like I don't wow. need to watch any of that. Like I was just like, there's too many shows. I don't care. Like it's kind of like where I'm at with Endgame. Like you make it to Endgame, yeah. you're like, cool. That's what a lot of people. Feel I don't like. care. Like I don't need to keep up with this anymore. I made it to this big event, and so I am interested with what happens with, in terms of the financial success of both movies. But so yeah, like, real quick, just to recap here, because I think this is more interesting news than that news. Uh, <laughs> so let's get this right. So you gave up on Walking Dead. Yeah, you finally gave up on the CW sh- um, shows, uh, superhero shows specifically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you still watching that we laugh or make fun of you for? Anything? Nothing, Rick, right? Rick and Morty. No, no that, 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 that makes sense. Uh, I I even watch that on occasion. Uh, Big Mouth. No, that's a good one too. Um, SpongeBob reruns. That's fine. Get, I mean, get <laughs> a lot high. of people are into that. first yeah. first three seasons. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Wow, nothing. wow. So our June you gave up all the bad television. You know why? It only but, took but, 10 you know years. why? I think we are in the golden age of television, where there's so much content out there. Right? You have all these streaming services. You have all these different types of shows. If you, you can't watch all of them, like you, you have to pick. You and cut choose. out the bad television. You really have to pick and choose. And yeah, yeah, now it's like, okay, fifteen years ago when it was just, you know, networks. I would probably still be watching those shows, right? Because mm. it's like, okay, like, I don't love them, but there's still something to watch. Like, uh, subject matter I kind of enjoy. Now it's like I have shows on Apple TV Plus that I want to watch. I have shows on Netflix, like new originals on Netflix I want to watch. Amazon Prime, you know, Hulu. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. HBO, HBO Max, Max. Peacock. Like, like th- all of those the streaming fuck services. is Peacock? It's the NBC those, one. Yeah. Oh, my God. All of those, plus, like, any type of, if there are any network shows left, I, CBS, right? Like, with the Star Trek shows, I, I, st- haven't, I still haven't finished Picard Season 1, but I still want to watch it. Don't bother. <laughs> Don't. I still want to, like. It's fucking shit. I still want to try it. It's garbage. Uh, Hot fucking garbage. So, yeah, it's like, it's like, you know what? I don't need, like, and like I said, like, it. I've kind of moved on. The shows are just there if there's an intro like and it, because it trends you know on the internet if there's something like really mind-blowing like oh they're gonna bring in um there's a flash arc where they do where batman and the flash fuse into like this villain like i think it's called like red lightning or something <laughs> batman goes crazy fuck? puts flash onto the batmobile Goes through the Speed Force and Batman and the Flash fuse to become a villain that the Flash fights in like a comic arc. Like if they did that arc in the Flash, I would watch those episodes because oh, that, that sounds cool. No, yeah, don't do that. It, that might be cool if it was like uh, like film like done well, but CW doing it that would fuck. It would look cheesy as fuck. It would even look good. And then and then it's gonna be like you're gonna have this like bad guy who's like I am you know no. Don't speaking, do it. Don't hurt yourself. Speaking, so moving on from that, uh, last two pieces of news here. Um, sports documentaries. The 30 for 30 Michael Jordan doc obviously ended a couple weeks ago. And more news, uh, more sports doc news has appeared as yeah. of late. More uh, specifically, the Apple TV Plus service, which is, you know, there. It's not really known for anything, unfortunately. At the moment. At the moment. Um 
They just greenlit, it looks like, a new short-form sports documentary series that's going to be made by Mr. LeBron James and Mr. Timothy Brady. Or Tom. Timothy Brady. Tom Brady. Thomas Brady. The new quarterback for the... Tampa Bay. The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Judah's new favorite team. I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, that's one piece of news. And the other one, just kind of like tied all in together, is there's supposedly going to be a Brady documentary on ESPN. They're dubbing it the follow-up to The Last Dance, is how ESPN is dubbing it. It's going to be nine parts. Nine parts. There's an issue I have with both of these. Major (laughs) major issue. Tom Brady. No. 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 LeBron James. No. The fact that we are now moving to the precedent, and you brought this up when we talked about The Last Dance, the precedent that the athletes are producing these documentaries. Yep. These aren't documentaries. These are fluff pieces about themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys saw about The Last Dance. There was was that... um, there was a book that came out about Michael Jordan that was written by a third party. Um, Sam Smith, maybe? Yeah, and he like came that? out and said, Michael Jordan lied more than he told the truth during The Last Dance. Sure. Th- that's what these are going to be. If Brady Brady had his his uh, um, Deepak Chopra's son, he has a business with him. Uh, they've done documentaries together. They did a Facebook watch show a couple years ago. Uh, apparently, they've been filming this last season. Um, the last season, he's with... Uh, Patriots, and now they're going to film like him with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but it's 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 his stuff. Like it's not like he's bringing in an outsourced. He has a company with this guy. It's his film company. Him and LeBron, him and LeBron have companies together. They're going to co-produce this. And by the way, Greatness Code, the the, the Apple TV one. There's going to be an episode about LeBron and an episode about Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't think those are going to be uh, have a shining and nice light about those guys? Like. This is a horrible precedent. Like this, this, this. I have a counter to this. I do too. Yeah. Well, here's who wants to go first. You want to go first? Baldy's oh. first. Okay. Here's my counter to that. Um, so much of the media around these athletes is from the outside perspective. Sure. We have their whole careers of news reports, um, team reports, uh, and all this stuff. This outside, we never, outside of the biography, right? We never get to hear from the athletes themselves. So I personally am okay with it because this is an opportunity. I disagree with that. Social media, like you, Twitter. You go on Twitter and you can hear what Tom Brady thinks about himself. Go, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm you can't. I'm, yes, you can't. No, you can't. What do you mean you can't? No, because Twitter, nobody's – first of all, you yeah, think sure. You think Tom Brady's going to show his real self on the documentary? I don't care. It's the I don't same care. thing. It's going to no, be combed over. Yeah, no, it's the same thing. That's not the point. The point is – you're right. You'll never get an unbiased take from them guys themselves. Yeah. That's fine. Go watch ESPN. Go watch CBS. Go watch Go watch any of the millions of media where you can get a supposedly outside unbiased take, which, by the way, is impossible. I would love to see this kind of stuff. Even if it is fake, you're seeing the, the Michael Jordan documentary is a because it is half more than half of it's fake, is a better insight into the man than you're going to get from anyone else. Because you get to watch it and you'd be like, well, that's not true. That says a lot. It says so much about Michael Jordan. I can't wait to see what's in a Tom Brady doc produced by Tom Brady because you're going to be like, oh, that's really interesting. How much of it is true is true? How much it isn't? That's up to everyone who's watching to decide. Compare it to the years and years of outside stuff that we've had, and then you make your own decision. couple things. So the LeBron James and Tom Brady series is going to be produced by them and their companies or whatever. Yeah. It's not about them. It's highlighting other up-and-coming yeah, individuals. Yeah, but they're, they're, they will each be featured in an episode. Well, of course, yeah. which is fine. The other big point is when you have money and you've made it, 
Of course you get to like write your own documentary. You get to retell the history and write your history because write you made your it. History. Exactly. It's your history. Of course you yeah. get like if I live long enough to become that interesting and some morons want a documentary on me, of course I'm going to make a goddamn fluff piece. <laughs> like, <laughs> duh. It's terrible. Yeah, trust me. I, I said it last week with the whole Jordan stuff. It's like, yep, it's annoying. But at the same time, it's like, you kind of have to expect that. Like, that's what's going to happen. Well, I yeah. think that's a horrible precedent. Like, I think it's horrible that we live in a society now where it's like, well, the best the best way we're going to get content of these guys, and I understand your point, and I agree with it to a degree, but like, mm-hmm. the best way we're going to get content is by them producing their own stuff. Like, there used to be a time where you could get good good content not coming from the subjects that you're documenting, right? Um, well, also, it makes you wonder, though, like with Jordan having obviously produced his own documentary right. and like getting green light and all the conversations and all that. Mm-hmm. With like Brady, if he's producing and he's super heavily involved, what's he hiding? Well, exactly. Well, yeah, no, and that's that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah. The beautiful clearly thing, he's hiding something. The beautiful thing is that weeks and weeks after these things air, you get to hear all these people come out and be like, "Well, that's not true. That's not true." And guess what? It creates even more of this like drama. And it's just em- it's just it's just an example of like the drama that these guys had to play through. Um, well, you know, while they were playing, like, well, Bray's still playing. Is that that is the issue I have? So. The issue I have is that he's still playing. At least with Jordan, he's been retired for a good number of years now, right? right? Brady is still playing. He still has a whole, uh, Maybe a whole chapter, coming. a whole last chapter that isn't going to be. And not that they referenced the, the Wizards years, right, with Jordan. But at least everyone knows about them. We're going to get a documentary. And Brady, is, we don't even know the end of the documentary. Right, which gives it gives the ability to have a sequel doc. This yeah, is genius. I mean, that's true. That is true. That's this is this is truly it just, it just proves that Brady is an all in with Tampa Brady. Uh, uh, Tampa to be Brady. honest, that is the narrative. Uh, well, you we know, but, fans well, you, be spinning. well, you know, people will throw it in his face, right? If if, the, if if the Buccaneers get off to a slow start, he's not very good. Yep. Oh well, he's not. You know, he's not all in with the Buccaneers. Can he's, we just he's focused on this? this, co- and like, this and I know this. we don't talk about sports a lot on in uh, this podcast, but I think this statement needs to be said about any league and if and when sports come back. It is all gonna suck because all of these guys yeah. and gals have been sitting at home <laughs> not competing for X amount of time. So if I see a single fucking article that's like. Brady packed it in, or like <laughs> such and such team just doesn't care. It's like fuck oh, off. I guarantee you'll see a wow. hundred of those. Yeah, and I'm gonna go and comment <laughs> every single one. And go fuck off, fuck off, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, triple fuck you. Uh, I just want to um, rant make over the statement. <laughs> this is the most passionate about sports Ravi has ever been in his. 30 years of life. Yeah, because he is 30 years old. Because it's just, it's like, you know it's coming, but it's like such a stupid take. Stupid take. Agreed. It is beyond dumb. Ravi, here's a a take for you. Just be happy sports is back when they come back. Here's a take for you. 95% of sports takes are really stupid. Yeah. Which is why I'm okay with athletes producing their (laughs) own uh, documentaries, because it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit at the end of the day. At the end of the day, right, I think the best way to look at these docs is just pure entertainment. I don't want a history lesson. In fact, I want the truth to be as stretched as possible, to be as ridiculous as possible. Like I want, I want, I wanted Michael Jordan to come out and say I was a great teammate. I, <laughs> I treated these guys with respect. Right. He never did right. because he knows the truth, and All we right. know the truth. So, but. so Christian is clearly 
Team Chaos all the way. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> definitely. Oh, you have I am, too. You I love that. To, yeah, yeah. Uh, and with that, that's going to be our news. And I, I want to announce here on the podcast that the Was It Good crew will be producing their own documentary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that idea. It will be released uh, during the 100th episode of Was It Good. Uh, it will be produced by us, starring us. None of, the, none, of, none of it will be fluff. It's all true to life. And it will be written by <laughs> us. Yes, it will be a scripted doc. <laughs> There'll even be a production budget, and we're going to hire some uh, visual artists uh, to do some CG work. When we get final say over what is released. And we only want editors that are only working on this documentary. (laughs) Nothing else. That's right. Uh, But that is going to do it for us, guys. Thank you for for tuning in. Uh, Thank you again for those watching uh, live. We do the podcast every Monday, typically in the uh, late afternoon to evening, live on twitch.tv slash wasitgood. You can also find this podcast uh, wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. We're also on Twitter at wasitgood and on Instagram at wasitgoodbtm. I was your host, Ravi, joined by the two brothers, Christian and Arjuna. Uh, Hi. Memorial Day to you. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) that is the end of the podcast